3: And a glorious Monday morning to one and all out there. This is Mixed Shots inside the brand spanking new SWBC Podcast Studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. And Bill Jones, Everson Walls, turn and wave at the camera there, Everson. And the star of our show, Mickey Spagnola. We are all back here in Frisco. This
1: is nice. Fine. Is. Nice. It, this. is it, this nice. Is, it's
3: really nice. I
1: had no idea. They kept telling me people were sending me pictures, but this is
3: pretty the, cool. Do the we, do we deserve this studio? Do we deserve of this? Of course we deserve we it. We do. I don't know about <laughs> the rest of them. <laughs> Everson's just complaining we're seeing the back of his head. Back. I know, man. It's yeah. a good it's a good it's a good, <laughs> it's a good look. thing. It's yeah. I got good <laughs> me a good right? her. I got good her. I'd I be blinding everybody with my bald spot. Now Everson doesn't have a bald spot. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I've discovered that I do have one back there. And so uh we, we got here first Everson, so we sat in the good seat. Ah, there what we is. go. Dibs, All right. Dibs dibs. You know what? I'm thinking that the Cowboys got out of California just in time. Yes, it's, it's, it's absolutely. Like, it's like oh, the good yes. Lord was looking over this team <laughs> and said, okay, you schedule a training camp until what would have been uh, August 18th. I'm sending you to Seattle at that point, and then here comes a tropical storm and an earthquake. And an earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the, the way, it struck the earthquake in
1: Ojai, which is right next to Oxnard and right. Ventura. And I checked on my friends that uh, live in Oxnard and I said, Well, what did it feel like? And they said, It felt like I was on a big wave. Mm. That they they felt the, that it, the because, it, uh, was it,
4: because it was something. raining and it happened at, while they uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right
3: <laughs> they were getting wet and there was an earthquake and in fact think about it if this would have happened a week ago the Cowboys wouldn't have had any practice at all out there this week well uh, it sounds like with the flood and flooding that's going on there yeah um, not and,
4: many hurricanes come through Southern California
3: yeah <laughs> I
1: mean it's it's rare now the good thing uh, with the er- earthquake they didn't have a tsunami either yeah. Right. because you know we're only like five miles from the ocean mm-hmm. where the
3: practice fields are. Yep. So I, you
4: guys left straight from Seattle home.
3: Yep. The, cow, the Cowboys S- broke camp on Friday and flew to Seattle and then came from Seattle on, on a yeah. charter home
1: six a.m.
3: 7 a.m. here. I wasn't on the charter. I was on a red eye, though.
1: (laughs) No, it was 6 a.m. when we got
3: in. Yeah, 7 a.m. for me, and then an hour and a half before I found out my bag wasn't getting on. Didn't make the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to find out today if my bags made the (laughs) truck. So uh, here we are, starting a new week, and uh, training camp continues here at the Star in Frisco on on Tuesday night. Wednesday night and Thursday afternoon, free and open to the public. You can uh, watch this team. And um, it's uh, it's great to see. And, and also, you'll be able to watch them uh, as well on the Tuesday night practice, which will be Cowboys night right here and on TXA That's 21 right. locally in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, and so we'll get to see first-teamers on the field. As fans, you can see first-teamers on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you uh, didn't see camp. in preseason. Yeah, right? Exactly. Right. Uh, you want to start? Uh, where would you like to start? With the bad news? Yeah, might yeah, as well. Yeah. I was and uh, of course, there were two major injuries and uh, you get an injury update from Mickey uh, otherwise as well. But the two major ones, uh, DeMarvion and the linebacker, as well as John Stevens Jr., the tight end, uh, both with ACLs, uh, suffered on uh, Saturday night, and uh, so they're both lost for and the season.
4: With both, you couldn't you couldn't tell no based it, on the play what exactly and happened.
3: And DeMarvion, I mean, he started to get up, and then he reached for his knee. He right. didn't feel it until he started to get up. But then he walked off mm-hmm. under his own
1: power. That's own right, power. And then mm-hmm. they went into the tent. And next thing we know, they were carting him uh, into the locker room. And then with um, John Stevens. I I don't. I didn't even see when he got hurt, but I saw him walk into the locker room Mm -hmm. with Doctor Muller, and it was like, well, that doesn't look too bad. But then,
3: well, it was right off the line of scrimmage. We had a replay of it. Did you? And uh, then he was basically hopped off the field.
4: I was thinking maybe he ran up on the back of the guy in front of him that was trying to block or who was trying to pursue mm -hmm. the play. Right. And maybe he got kicked in the in the shin and then a bad step. I don't.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, okay. the 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 sad part of it is is Overshawn was playing awfully well. Um, obviously, third round draft choice, he's going to make the team, right? Uh, but he was going to get playing time. He was going to be on every special teams unit. Uh, they were going to work him in on the nickel defense uh, at the other linebacker position. I, I mean, he was gonna he was going to have a role on this team and. Uh, he was playing awfully, awfully well. Now, as for John Stevens, uh, he was going to make, make it a difficult decision if they think that they could get him onto the practice squad, but he was showing so much. I, I don't know. Uh, awfully talented, uh, but how many tight ends
3: can you keep on a team um, you know, they... truthfully, from an experience standpoint, right. at the tight end position, I mean, you went into camp thinking he's fifth on the depth chart, right? And even even though he had shown things early. From a an experience standpoint, depending on how many you're going to keep, and if you look at McEwen as okay, can he be more? Uh, can mm-hmm. you can you keep him more as a like the H back, right. you know, fullback type, right? And which would allow you to keep uh, numbers wise, uh, keep more. But he was likely going to, if everyone stayed healthy, the four guys in front of him being uh, Ferguson, Schoonmaker as well as Hendershot and McEwen, mm-hmm. there's the, your four more experienced ones in front of him, and so it was going to be tough for him to make that fifty. Right,
1: and, and, and then it might have been tough to get him onto the practice right. squad if somebody needed a
3: tight end. The only saving grace on that would be, with the new rules this year, uh, there are no cuts prior, no mandatory cuts prior to after the last preseason game, and so everybody's cutting from 90 right. down to 53, right. and so there, I mean, think about it. there's 37 players from every team in the league that's out there, and... This year, you might be more likely to slide a guy to the practice squad, but keeping him there and not having someone pick him off at some point during the right. season might be troublesome. And,
1: and then the good thing is he, he's never played tight end before. That first preseason
3: game was the first time he'd ever played tight end. Where did end. he play? And it was wide a wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and see, from that standpoint, other teams, I mean, they're in the same boat the Cowboys are, they understand. They scout. They know John Stevens was a wide receiver in college. They look at him probably even more so of a developmental player than we do here because we've we've seen him in practice every day right. and so forth and seeing how he's making the progress. And and the tough thing making the transition is not the receiver part of
1: it is blocking. Right? If you're going to put him out there, is he every time he goes out? Does that mean he's a receiver? Well, every time he's he never goes been out, asked to is block, is he going
4: to get injured? Well, you know, considering he was a wide receiver, now you you got him right. in the mix. Well, you know? six
3: six two forty five. Yeah, he's got Woo, the build. He's got and, Right, and here's what's go- I think is going to happen with him. Now he's going to be uh, he's going to rehab, and hopefully it's it's uh, the simple ACL where right. uh, he'll be able to take part in uh, a full off season. I mean, any more ACLs are considered basically six month injuries, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll be able to and he'll be in that weight room, and he's listed at six, six, 245. 45 now, and I don't think he'll lose any athleticism being 6'6, 250. And, you know, and uh, I think he was not going, unless there were massive injuries at that position, he was not going to get much playing time, even if he made the 53 this just season. To
4: me, just like there are a lot of tight ends on the Cowboys, we've talked in the last couple of years about all of the talented tight ends that have come out of the NCAA in the last couple of years. I think he'll be. I think they've got enough tight ends. No, they do. On their own squad. But it
1: it was just a guy that had a dimension to him, right? right, right. When he was running down the hash uh, near the goal line, Mm -hmm. you know, the linebacker can't stay with him, and the safeties are probably too small, and he could body up on them. Oh, no doubt. So I was going to ask you if you recall his father, John Stevens Sr., was a first round draft choice of the New England Patriots mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty eight mm-hmm. as a running back. First round seventeenth pick. He gained a thousand yards his wow. first year. You don't recall?
4: I don't. You know, we were having our own problems in the
1: 89.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if I recall, we were trying to win a game. Right. Is that, that's what I recall. No, I, I don't recall him at
3: but, all.
1: So he's got um, good genes. Yes, he um, does. That's what I'm saying. It, yes, and did you say that he
3: made the Pro Bowl in 88? Yeah. Yeah. As a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a rookie with the Patriots, he a, a, a passed away several years ago, uh, John Stevens, Half sister is Sloane Stevens, the tennis now, player. Now that person yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I know her. So, so there's that's some good, good genes that's good in the family. family. Wow! My, <laughs> mom uh, was a track star <laughs> yes. in college, and dad obviously an NFL running from back. From but from his his yeah. his birth
1: mother was a a uh, star athlete in high school in Louisiana. Where are they from?
0: Louisiana you said Just, uh, his, his
1: his his uh birth mother is from
3: yeah Louisiana uh-huh. and and Sloan uh when she was growing up being such a tennis player they moved to to uh, Florida mm-hmm. where she trained for tennis as a teenager and so she would be what like seven or eight years older than John so they didn't grow up together right. but I talked to John Stevens after the first preseason game and he says yeah they text a lot and stuff so uh but anyway I mean he's He's a guy that now red shirts and uh, there's a real good hope for the future that uh, he's he has a good future in the NFL. And the same goes for Overshown. Now yes. he's a red shirt player and uh, hopefully his ACL is like others. I mean, I would love for Michael Irvin to talk with DeMarvion Overshown yeah. and tell Man. him, tell oh. him. This is what (laughs) happened early in my career. I suffered an ACL injury, and then I came back. And, yes, you can have a Hall of Fame career. That was a tough road. That was a tough (laughs) road. Hall of Fame career, even when you suffer an injury like that. I
4: happened to be there, for uh, obviously, for some of that with Mike Lervin And, man, I just remember coming in the offseason, and he would just be sitting in the whirlpool, just looking sad. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I, we talked one time because I, I thought he was, you know how Mike is. He's so yeah. emotional. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk at that time, he right. was really down. Uh, God, that hurt him so much. And I remember in the off season, one time we just sat down and talked. Uh, he wasn't in the whirlpool, but he was in the sauna. We talked for a little while and I don't know, I just, you know, told him to hang in there, no big deal. But, you know, just I just remember that moment. Uh, but soon after that, he was on his way. You know I've what never seen that anybody that work, ethic. work Oh, my yeah. God. You, you know, know what, what I, rem- I
1: I have this vision of him. So I was living in Carrollton at that time. He was, too. And I'm coming down um, Trinity Mills one morning, heading here, and all of a sudden, in the median – of the road there's this <laughs> big black man <laughs> on a big tall bicycle and it's Michael Irvin he's biking to the ranch right and I'm going look at this sight. and, and he's
3: no, I, I Mickey, Mickey, call... Mickey you need to talk to Demarvin <laughs> yes too, right say, that's <laughs> right and get him a bike okay he can he can ride the bike to and rehab his injury so the other injury they
1: <laughs> suffered uh in the game uh let's go uh, the Matt will' uh, Matt well, Lalesko, let's go the uh, offensive tackle, uh, suffered a shoulder subluxation. Um, you know, that's what he had on the left side last year that mm-hmm. eventually needed surgery. Uh, since this is a subluxation, meaning it goes back in after uh, it dislocates, uh, we'll see the severity of it. Uh, but, yeah, when they lost him, and then uh, wine. Um I mean he's a veteran guy, right? Mm-hmm. I think this was Sheldrick Redwine. fourth year. Fourth year out of Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. Had a hamstring and he had to leave the game. So uh I I knew when I did it. In my column on Friday, I wrote that this was a near perfect training camp. Well why did you do it then? I know. <laughs> but I but I put a disclaimer in there and said, you know, I had said, you know, they didn't suffer any injury that's you know, season ending, or the guy has to start off. You said with, that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. great. Yeah. Way to go, man? Next, Next day, me. blame blame Mick shots. <laughs> but but I I I put a disclaimer oh the paragraph after and said no, now this doesn't mean you know knock on wood I'm not trying to jinx anything mm-hmm. and I'll be darned. It was what the first quarter when he got
3: hurt. Yeah. Well, for um for uh, no, Sean, Sean, it was his the seventh defensive play. He made three yeah. tack three tackles the first seven snaps of the game. And he was done. Yeah,
1: so, so so that that's that was the injury update that we know of um, in that game. So, please tell me. My concerns are
4: they're very heavy on me. Uh, I'm worried about the kicking game.
3: Okay, you know what we're going to do? Please do. We'll we're talk gonna, about We're going to take a next. break. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the kicking game, and there's much more to get to as far as the second preseason game in Seattle and looking ahead to preseason game number three. But more importantly, looking ahead to the regular season opener, which is now less than three weeks away. Mix Shots continues in a wonderful new SWBC Podcast Studio Amazing. in just a moment.
0: Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star
4: Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
0: We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like.
2: Ah. I'm Dr. Mick Shots.
1: Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofing company of the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. He said that so professionally. That's it? And he looked down as if he
3: was reading a copy of is it. Is that it? That was right off the copy. top of his head. I, that was great. And a great way to kick off a new season in a new SWBC podcast studio as the team is back here at the Star in Frisco. Again, practices on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoon free and open to the public. And then preseason game number three against the Las Vegas Raiders is Saturday night at AT&T Stadium. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, is scheduled to join Isaiah Standback and me oh, in the booth. Oh, well, Last Isaiah Stanback. Uh, <laughs> but it's the traditional uh, final preseason game. That's where Michael loves to uh, join us in the booth and talk all things Cowboys. We, we don't talk so much about Who's playing in that game? We're talking about the guys that are on the sideline and the rest of the league. And there were
1: 26 guys who did not play in that game on Saturday night in Seattle. Sort of the same number they had the previous week. And so what you saw in that game was a bunch of second team, third team guys, mm-hmm. uh, second team guys on that offensive line that are trying to make this team, uh, because they need some backup offensive
3: linemen. Uh, and a lot of first teamers on that other side right. in the first half of that game against CF. Right. and they played pretty well against the. They the, had a Seahawks had the first offense. Team. Uh, the most impressive thing, I think, about the offense was the 80-yard, 17-play nice. drive right. against what was uh, – it was probably two-thirds of the defense were first-teamers out there for Seattle at that point in the game, and – um so,
4: they, they they were able to work on strategy, you know, the third down situation. And they, they, they were pretty good on well the third with that. down. Yeah, maybe yeah. they made like three or four yeah. during a, that drive.
3: I think they had a fourth yeah. down conversion and mm-hmm. maybe three third down conversions in uh, the pass out to Rico Dowdle. You take what the defense gives you. Mm-hmm. And as we said on the telecast, that's, there's your Texas coast offense right, it there, right there. You know? That's
1: right. And that's one <laughs> of the things I think you're going to see more of, the little swing passes mm-hmm. to the running backs. Um, and just use the talent you have if you're if you don't have somebody that's going to bang in the middle all the time well don't hit your head against the wall mm-hmm. try and just figure out what your talent is and, and use it and uh, as uh, Cooper Rush said after the game, he goes when I was asking him about the drive, and he goes, "Well, the good thing was is we were third and manageable. Most yes, of the, that's most exactly of the time, what it was. Right? yes, it and was. it wasn't like mm-hmm. we were third and seven, third and eight because at that point, you know, there might be some guys on that off second offensive line that are capable of getting on the fifty three as a backup. But when they play, they're not playing with four other backups, mm-hmm. right? And so their pass protection wasn't all that great, but they figured out how to uh, kind of play call around mm-hmm. uh, their limitations. Yeah, that was an impressive, uh, an impressive drive, uh, especially for Cooper Rush to uh, have that opportunity to show, hey, I'm still the second guy.
4: How about a little deuce?
1: How's he doing? Uh, he's, <laughs> great, great, he's li- great touchdown He's living last night. the life right yeah, now. <laughs> you know, he's amazing. Um, and, and the things I noticed, and, you know, you're a defender, but he sees things so well, like the touchdown. He saw, and he's patient, right? He, the hole opened. He gets in the hole, puts his foot in the ground, and made number 32, I think it was Reed, just look foolish because he kind of olaid him right mm-hmm. with one arm trying to tackle him and and he can change directions on That's because his feet are so quick on a dime when
4: you keep your feet on the ground then you're able to do that and that's that's just how he runs but he can also run like that at full speed right that's what's scary about it as a def- as a defender you know when you say have those feet on the ground they can change direction much quicker than you can right and his maneuverability of course with him being shorter than you. That uh, has an advantage, as and well. he is. By and, the way, that's crazy. I looked at my wife and I said, "He's one inch
3: taller than you." <laughs> Let's just think about that. And he's one inch shorter than me. <laughs> that's crazy. And yet, uh, he's a powerful. He's got a powerful lower body. And I, I mean, you look at his legs, and you know they're not Robert Newhouse big, no. but uh, they, you know, you can see, yeah, he can run between the tackles, you know, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he made a living doing that in college at Kansas State. He's gonna have and, to. Someone yeah. someone's gonna have to. Yeah. For and you can, you can just see that um, that he's gonna he's gonna make an impact on offense. Uh, his rookie season, um, you know Brian Schottenheimer was in San Diego when Darren Sproles came into the league. Mm-hmm. And he was talking during training camp that, you know, we had a plan for Darren when he came out. And I saw that, you know, and we can use some of that stuff. But I went and looked up what Darren Sproles did his rookie year in what, 2005 mm-hmm. in, with the Chargers. Well, he didn't do it, hardly anything on <laughs> offense. He, uh, it was later in his career. Uh, he had, I think he had three carries and maybe two catches, uh, his rookie year in, in San Diego. Of course, they had LT mm-hmm. <laughs> carrying the bulk of the load there. And, uh, um, and then he was hurt his second year, as Sproles was. Yeah. But he got incorporated more and more in the offense as they went along. I think Deuce is going to be more involved offensively. They'll have yeah. packages for him uh, right off the bat his rookie season. And the and the league has evolved a little bit in that way in the last you know, 18 years since Sproles came into the league. And, and, and it wasn't like in college at
1: K-State he was a gimmick. You know, he was the running back. He was. He scored
3: 43 touchdowns. He had better stats than Bijan Robinson in this draft. He, he, uh, if you look at power five running backs coming into this draft and statistically what they did in college, and he was there for three years just like Robinson was, and they were neck and neck as far as uh, their production in college. So yeah, I think
1: we're past the gimmick. Okay, you know, past the well, his dad's the scout. He
3: he's shown I think he's a football player. And other teams are going to be sitting there going, how did he slide to the Mm -hmm. sixth round? Right. What did did they know about him that we didn't know? Well, they had his dad. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but and it and along those lines, it's his makeup that puts him ahead of the game. I mean he's he's so smart, you can tell he's been around football his whole life, professional football mm-hmm. in the family. And you know, he comes in here and he's just like one of the veteran guys walking in the room. Right? And, and and he's not using his size
1: or anything to like make excuses. Yeah. Uh, When they interviewed him after the game, the first thing he said, well, you know about the touchdown, he goes, my offensive line. And that's the, what he does. My offensive mm-hmm. line, you know, the offense uh, helped me do this, but it's not me. So well, when, you you're of, the, when you're
4: that size, then it's pretty obvious that you need some assistance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's and, some humility that right, comes with that. Exactly. Right? And, and, and when you look at, I think, of, I always think of Joe Washington mm-hmm. when I see a player like Deuce, because Joe was able to, especially when he got with the Redskins, he was able to hide behind some of the biggest offensive linemen you've ever seen. That was his goal. That was his skill. It wasn't that he stumbled into that. Mm -hmm. That's what guys his size, they use that to their advantage. They go from blocker to blocker, and they conceal themselves until it's time for them to make the burst.
1: And he had a lot of
3: speed, by Mm -hmm. the way, Mm -hmm. watching him in college. And – but Deuce has a maturity about him yeah. that allows him to right off the bat in this league uh, make an impact. By the way, Joe Washington, how tall was he listed? I mean, what was his five, height? Five eight, maybe. He's, they list him at five nine. So he's four inches yeah. taller than. Exactly. Him. <laughs> <laughs> And he was a. And by the way, uh, Joe Washington was the fourth pick in the draft in 1976. Mm-hmm. Oh, of the O-U. San Diego Chargers, in really? 1976. Before he went to Baltimore, and then he Washington. must
4: have gone directly to Baltimore.
3: It was two years in San Diego, and then wow, Baltimore. I didn't know he had two years in San Diego. Yep. After he scored that
1: senior year phantom touchdown against Missouri <laughs> to win the game. Never did get in the end zone, by the way. That's of, because he's so fast. He was so fast, uh-huh. and they couldn't That's tell right. he was out
4: of That's bounds right.
3: before that. That's right.
4: Bill was ready for that. I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I threw it at him, <laughs> just to see if he remembered.
3: Okay, uh, we had a tease coming into this segment yes, but, from did. Everson. Mm-hmm. And Everson Checkers. is concerned about the kicking Very sanctuary. concerned. Kids you were you were concerned about the kicking situation before we went to Oxford. <laughs> that Oxnard. is so true, and, you, and that was before Brandon Aubrey was even signed to the team. Uh, and you're still concerned. Have you been watching the, s- the him? software I engineer? I watched. I watched. He's he's talented. He is. He and, is. And you know what? They like
1: him.
4: So what took so long for us to find him? Because he was because playing he in the USFL,
1: the US and they went to the championship game. Uh huh. So it took. They were. They already found him. They were just sitting on him. When they kept talking about, so all we're those other guys that we had kicking stuff. out
4: there, embarrassing yeah. themselves. There was only one guy out there, Tristan
1: Viscayano.
4: Viscayano. but that, then, was it. Uh, that was it. That what was about it? the guy? I that think- ended, no, it was another guy in practice who missed like four four kicks. <laughs> no, <laughs> come they, on, that was a guy in, in training camp that missed like that four was, kicks. That was Viscayano.
3: Oh <laughs> man, ooh, that's bad. That's why he got cut. Yeah. And then when he, once hit, they... he hit too too many into uh, the broadcast uh, booth that was located ten yards to the left of the goalpost during the practice that we tell Once they,
1: us. Once they once you they... guys
3: had to have protection.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, well you, you remember last year, Campo got hit by. by I uh, came yeah. close to getting hit. I'd... Uh, yeah. yep. Once they cut this oh, This kid never missed more than one or two kicks during a series in any of the practices. And including the games, he would miss one, one, one. I think I saw it ended up forty-three of forty-nine on all kicks. Was
4: that kicker from last year? He's Brett in Denver, Maher's in Denver, and he's he's in the,
1: he's, he's going to be the kicker because the other well. I think the other guy got hurt. Uh, Fry? They uh, they let him go. They whether, put him. way least him injured. injured yeah. And I just saw... He's doing
3: well? Is he doing well? I haven't paid attention, yeah. but he is doing I saw him make one on...
1: on uh, I was watching the game, mm-hmm. and he made an extra point or whatever. That's uh, progress. This kid... <laughs> them, this kid has talent. This guy did work for us, man. You know he's my favorite. <laughs> this kid has talent, and he's got the right composure. Now it's a matter of he just has to keep being consistent. He's, um, he's booming balls through the end zone on kickoffs, too. Before the game... Uh, against Seattle in warm-ups, and it was snap, hold, kick. He hit from 51 and 55. So he's got the leg. He's had touchbacks on almost every kickoff. I think. One, did he cook that one short on purpose? There was one return in the game, wasn't there? I remember late in the fourth quarter. I'm going to
3: say he did it on purpose. We need to, we need <laughs> yeah. to take a look at these guys. Uh, so my, my thing
1: kicks. is
4: uh, he just finished with the USFL?
3: Yes, two years. A, two years with the year Birmingham Stallions. Out. He was a soccer player at Plano High School. Ah. At last Dame. time that he played football before his time with the U- in the USFL with the Birmingham Stallions the last two years, the last time he had played football was as an eighth grader at Schimmel Middle School yeah, know where that in played
1: <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't, I, and I think he was like a wide receiver.
3: Yes, he was a wide receiver, and they don't usually kick. So he is talented. He's yes, got and some he's a he's a first round pick, yeah. first round pick in the uh, MLS draft. Okay, the Toronto FC. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah,
4: impressive. So
3: another first rounder mm-hmm. on this Cowboys roster.
4: So now his last game for the USFL when was that? Birmingham.
1: It was in their championship which game, which
3: was what end of June, first of July, whenever yeah. that was. Yeah. And then
1: they had to wait a period to be able to sign somebody from the USFL. Do
3: kickers get
1: leg fatigue? Uh, oh, he only hit. He hit 14 of 15 mm-hmm. field goals during the USFL season. Okay. So okay. it wasn't like he overkicked. Okay. There you go. And on kickoffs, if you think about it, in USFL, they wouldn't let him kick. You got penalized if you kicked off past the 20-yard line. Okay. So he didn't have to do that <laughs> either. So, I, I, so so he's perfected the, the
3: high onside, the that's right. deep onside kick that's going to be a part of this NFL game now. <laughs> yeah. That's right. With the fair <laughs> catch rule. So, and he's he he's got
1: the right nature right and and he's been uh schooled in his last year at Birmingham by Chris Boniel, mm-hmm. who
3: was the special teams coach yes. there, mm-hmm. and so he was able to. Uh, See, we should have pieced this all together even back before, in before. Yeah, right? I'm sitting there watching I watched the USFL championship game mm-hmm. because I'm so proud of the product that Daryl Johnston has put together, <laughs> and uh, I I watched to, the game as, too. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying that somewhat facetiously, mm-hmm. but uh, there is a, a glimmer of truth in this. That I'm, I'm thinking of DJ as I'm as I'm watching that game. Like, man, he's really done a great job. Job with this league, but I was also saying Cowboys need to be looking for kickers in this game, and sure enough, they were. Uh, as a
1: matter of fact, Fossil uh, was on to him during the middle of the season. Yeah, that's a- what I was going to
3: ask. Now, actually, I know he didn't
4: just come on their no, radar. he oh, actually yeah. went
3: and watched a game. Uh, well, he had worked out here uh, with a uh, – once he figured out uh, his wife convinced him to give football a shot. As they're sitting on their couch in Colleyville, he was a software engineer, and his wife, they were watching an NFL Sunday, and she said to him, you can kick better than these guys. And that's what planted the seed for him wow. to go pursue this career as an NFL kicker a couple of years ago. I think Dak actually watched him kick out here in Frisco. Uh, and He started working with John
1: Carney. Mm-hmm. John Carney's on the West Coast and does kicking camps. Yes. And uh, because John Carney, how about this? John Carney was at Notre Dame when Skip Holtz was a a freshman. He was the head coach at Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So he recommended him to skip in the USFL (laughs) because they only get 45 guys and they didn't have the opportunity as as, – Aubrey was explained to me to have like a kicking contest. It was like you only had one spot for a kicker because we need other players. And so that's how he got the job. It wasn't like a tryout. And so when he was in the competition with Viscaiano, that was the first time he was in any kind of kicking
3: competition. Oh, so okay. do you feel better about the kicking situation now?
4: Well, yeah, I guess until I put my, put until, until you guys a yeah. until Saturday well, night. Remember how how we love your guy last
1: my guy last year, and then all of a sudden he goes crazy. Well, so. but for the regular season. He made 90, Maurer made 90%, right? So when when the Cowboys signed him, I saw it, and I'm going, okay, you got just another guy, mm-hmm. right? I get a text message from Chris Bonial, You just signed my guy just like that. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was there. Uh, and so when I talked to Chris about it, I said, now the hard thing for the Cowboys, they're spoiled. The, the kicker made 90% of his field goals, you know, be, before the – thing in the, in, some in, clutch, in the playoffs right yes. and from distance yes and and i said where do you find that and bonio goes my guy made 92 percent
3: okay <laughs> all righty just to review maher during the regular season last year was 29 out of 32 91 <laughs> extra points is 50 for 53 we just were in seattle and they had a, the Pro Bowl kicker, yeah. Jason Myers, and he was 34 out of 37 last year. He just missed three also last year. So Maher was that close. It was the problem was <laughs> once it got to the clutch situation, all of a sudden it was those yips that happened. Wow. Uh, the extra points. Think about uh, it. If the Cowboys don't
1: qualify for the playoffs, this guy's signing a three-year deal for mm-hmm. $9 million. Yeah. I guarantee you if it just go off the regular season.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, we continue with more Mixed Shots in just a moment. Well, thank you for that. Information.
0: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
2: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team.
4: back
3: to mix shots Miller Lite is the <laughs> sponsoring company for Mix Shots throughout this season. Yes. They love you, Mickey and Miller Lite. We need to have some Miller aff- Lights in the, the morning official, at 9 o'clock. <laughs> the that official was, beer of the Dallas Cowboys. That was
4: a horrible transition. <laughs> 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 I'm not a professional, but that didn't sound too good.
3: <laughs> um, concerns coming out of Saturday night in Seattle. I think one of the most uns- and
1: qualified concerns, right? Because my concern is backups on the offensive line Mm -hmm. Uh, they've got to find three guys uh, that can back up at center guard and offensive tackle now we'll see where Willetsko is with his shoulder Um, but I they they like Awesome Richards as a tackle they've played him at both spots Bill in the game he ended up I think in the fourth quarter playing guard Um, You know, he's a fifth-round pick. When you looked at who they had on the offensive line, he he had played the most football of any of them last year at North Carolina because the rest of the guys were either on the Cowboys practice squad or they were on injured reserve. Or like Josh Ball, he played 41 snaps. Well, he's already played more snaps in two preseason games than he did all last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... They got to figure out what they're going to do at the backup center, and I think Forniak has played the best there. Now they got to figure out who's the backup guard. Um, They tried this Brock Hoffman; Uh, he had started at center, he didn't do very well there. They moved him to guard. I thought he struggled at guard uh, in the game. So, Chuma Adoga uh, has been hurt. Hurt almost the all preseason and I thought he was struggling before he got
3: hurt in in practices. uh, You know who was lining up against him? he's playing left tackle. (laughs) Number Mm. eleven.
1: I have been you you will struggle. You will struggle against
0: number
4: eleven. All I've seen is number eleven just breaking stuff up. He has that's all I've seen all season long. He has
1: ruined more practices because (laughs) they can't block him and you gotta sit there and try to qualify. Is it because of the guy's lack of talent or mm-hmm. Parsons because mm-hmm. he's doing that to everybody else in the league. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when he gets back, but I, I just think he's a guard. I don't think he's a tackle.
4: So you can't go on what Michael Parsons is doing to
1: him. No, I know. He does everybody. Yeah. But at guard, I don't know that he was all that. I mean, he was never a full-time starter in the league. I think he started one year. Um, so that's my concern the depth on the offensive line. Now, here's the deal. If if something happens to a tackle, Tyler Smith, long-term, is your backup tackle, right? You move him out, but you got to find a guy worthy of starting at guard. That's right. And I think that's what the, they need to work on here in the next couple weeks.
3: Okay, we have two minutes left here. I want to get your take very quickly on uh, Will Greer coming out of that game. Um, he was one
1: pass away... I think, from convincing this team that he needs to be on the 53-man roster. I thought that's what he was playing
3: for. And that pass was the, the interception? The interception
1: at the goal line, yeah. He was late on it, I thought. Uh, I, don't, I didn't get a chance to go back and look at the route to see if the wide receiver sold him out or not. But it, it, he should have never thrown it, I don't think. Uh, but, that, but I thought the way he performed with what he had to work with was pretty darn good. Uh, I think there. So,
3: so I think as fans, sometimes we see the interception. I know I did this. I saw the interception, and I forgot about the drive to start the second half, where it was boom, 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 right. boom all the way down right. the field, and then hand off to Deuce, and he scores a touchdown.
1: And remember, this guy—he was hurt last year in training camp, and the last time he would have played in a game other than the the one the previous week was last year in, in preseason.
3: Here's another thing that if you you make your decision on Greer, uh, whether if you're going to try to expose him and get him to the practice squad, you now have two teams out there that have previous experience with him. One of those is the Chargers, where Kellen Moore and Doug Nussmeyer are now. And they look at their backup situation. Easton stick is their backup to um Justin Herbert. And then remember that Will Greer was the third round pick of the Carolina Panthers when Ron Rivera was the head coach. And so Washington, which is in need of quarterbacks, uh they could pick him off.
4: See and Will so- Greer must have a rabbit in his foot because we are really pulling for him. We have been, <laughs> been pulling for this guy yeah. for about three years now. So
3: and they, the other Why? thing is the Why? Other, well, here's the other thing: it, it's you're pulling for a third quarterback, okay? Because of the new rules, I where that. you can allow to you can suit up a Must third quarterback be him. on game Must day. It exactly, be him.
4: exactly. That's, this is right. what I'm saying. No, We've been talking about this for three years,
1: but he doesn't. The the, the the good thing is now, if you're trying to get him on the practice squad, uh, he he doesn't have to go through waivers. This is his fifth year. Uh, so you could tell them, hey, even if we put you on the practice squad,
3: we'll pay you this. So people, a team can't claim him, but they can sign him. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. So it's, that's up it's to him. It's a lot
1: of work
4: for a guy that's barely making the practice field. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: just
4: right. right. saying, it's right. a lot of work. <laughs> and, I'm all,
3: and, and, and you look at his age, too. And he, I thought I had it written down. He's, he he 28. turned 28. He 28. turned 28 on April 3rd.
4: That's that's a lot, guys. Yeah. A lot so,
3: of work for, and for then, a and developmental yeah, quarterback. you've got teams all across the league that are going to be trying to get quarterbacks to their practice squad. And if there's one you like out there, mm-hmm. you know, you, keep, you can even keep him on the 53 and then see what's out there and then make your decision. I'm
4: going to stay optimistic. Big, big, but you, we are really doing a lot of work for this guy.
1: Yeah. But the good thing is, you're kind of. Solidified on Cooper Rush. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure and tag you with the
4: good thing is because you said that about <laughs> five times. today. The good thing <laughs> is. The good thing is, um, Mr. Optimism. We're, I'm with you. You know what?
3: Bag. You know what the good thing is. <laughs> what the good thing is. We're gonna be back here. Well, we might be back here on Wednesday yes. morning <laughs> at nine a.m. and that will be a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, the good thing is. And that will be after Cowboys night on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And so we will have the ruminations of Mickey Spagnola <laughs> after watching this team in practice at the Star in Frisco on Tuesday night. And also Everson Walls will That's be right. along for That's the ride right. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, is the break coming up next? Something's
1: coming do up next. Do we take a bottle of champagne and bust <laughs> it on the table here? We christen this new room?
3: No. This
4: is nice, bottle, man. bottle of Miller Lite. no. Bottle Chris of Miller Lite. Okay.
1: <laughs>
3: All right, and we'll chat we'll at you again Wednesday morning here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys!
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com
3: and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys?